and made a family, a, a, a refugee family. And, and uh, he told me this story. Because when I went to his house, it was full of this uh, um, dolphin, you know, stuffed dolphin on the wall, all over the place. The whole room. And full of photos of dolphin and fish. And they don't eat fish. The whole family don't eat fish. The story was that they were refugees, they were in the boat, and they were, this whole boat of refugees um, were lost in the ocean, and they were dying. They lost no more water, no more food. They were dying, and then they saw a, a school of dolphins, and they said, nothing to lose, just follow the dolphins. And actually, the dolphins led them to a British Navy, and they ended up in London. So their testimony is dolphin-centered. Jonah's testimony is Jesus said this. The testimony of man brings us to creation. Because of that, because the environment was good, because that man was good, because the tree was not there, whatever. We, the testimony of man brings us to creation. We know we are living in a broken creation. Where the promises of creation can fail. Or uncertainty can set in. But tonight, as we read this one, can you see? You can see it. First John chapter 5, verses 9 to 15. If we receive the witness of the testimony or the evidence or record of man, the witness of God is greater. Because the witness of God, for this is the witness of God, which he testified about his son. God's testimony is about his son. He pointed us straight away to his son. He did not point us to the creation. He pointed us to the creator, the son. In the beginning, it was the word. Verse 10. He who does not believe, he who does not believe God has made him a liar because he does not believe the record or the testimony that God gave his son. Verse 11, and this is the record, or this is the testimony, or this is the evidence. Evidence means something has already happened. This is the evidence that God has given to us lasting life, and this life is in the Son. Many religions talk about God. But there is no one that holds the eternal life of God other than the Son Himself, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. This life is in His Son. The eternal life is in His Son. Verse 12, and he who has the Son has life. You and I have the life of Christ, life of God within us. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Verse 13, I have written this thing, it is written, it has written, nothing can change it. I have written this thing to you who believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that we have everlasting life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. The name of the Son of God repeated. It's about the fullness of God. The fullness of God is within Christ himself, and we receive Christ, we receive the fullness of Christ. Verse, verse uh, 14, and this is the confidence, confidence means the assurance, 
This is the assurance that we have towards God or towards Christ. And if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I believe his will is here. It's not about whether should I do something, should I do this, should I go to the second, go for second opinion, or should I buy the car, or should I buy the house. The will here points to the testimony of Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus has done on the cross, he come to dwell in us. The fullness of Christ is within us. So his will points to the fullness of Christ right here. We have, okay? He hears us. And verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So our prayer, the answer to our prayer depends on the assurance that you have of Jesus Christ or the testimony of God, the testimony of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for you. This is so important to understand that, that the testimony of Jesus Christ points to the answer of your prayer. So what is this testimony of Jesus Christ tonight? Sorry, a long reading tonight. Isaiah 55, God introduced his son through the prophet Isaiah 55. Through Isaiah, and through in, uh, in Isaiah 53, verses 2 to 5. For he, Jesus Christ, grew up before God the Father like a young tender plant, or like a root out of dry ground. That dry ground speaks of the world that we are in sin, murder, anger, hatred, dry ground. But the son was brought up in this environment that God put him in, in the dry ground. And the son was described as a tender plant, hidden, look weak, yet strong, because he's in the presence of God. And he's in the presence of God, watched over by the Father. He doesn't need water. He's in the dry ground. Dry ground. He depends on God himself. That's it. The Father himself. And he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. There is no attraction. Son of man, Jesus Christ walk on earth, he doesn't look extraordinarily handsome. I got hope. He doesn't look extraordinarily outstanding. Okay? There is no nothing to attract you to him. Nothing for... It, it, nothing that he has will attract you. A man of no beauty. Now, if tonight you feel that you are in that situation, that you have nothing to attract anybody. You have no skill, you have no look, you have no height, no beard to attract. You think you are the dry, dry, dry ground, you have a new plant that is within you that will bring forth fruit for you. Verse 3, he was despised. People call him worthless. You're the son of God. Come down. If you can heal yourself, you can save yourself, come down. Why can't you come down? He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows. Here he is not a man who is crying all the time. He is a prince of peace. How can he have sorrow? 
because he took our sorrows unto him. So he's a man of sorrow. So he took all the sorrow of the world unto himself. And acquainted with grief. And as, as one from man, as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Tonight, if there are issues in your heart, sorrows, grief in your heart, or if you are at a time that you feel that you are hopeless, no way to turn to, there is a new plan that God is going to put it into your heart and turn the plan, Jesus Christ himself, to bring the fruitfulness out of the dry ground in your soul. Verse 4, Surely he has not borne our grief and carry, he has borne our grief and carry our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Verse 5, for he was pierced for our transgression. Transgression is you know the, the sin and yet you have no fear of God, you jump into the sin. You know it, you have no fear of God, you do it. Transgression. Iniquity is that. You do it anyhow, whether you know or you don't know, you just do. You know, regardless. So, he was, he was pierced. Pierced means he was defiled, he was profane, he was made common like all sinners for our transgression. And he was crushed or punished or made guilty for our iniquities, lawlessness. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed. Upon him was the discipline by the Father, for he was on the cross, judged by the fire of judgment to, uh, uh, until, he, until he, he died on the cross to reconcile us to the Father. And by the wounds that he takes, God heals us. Okay, we'll, we'll explore a little bit more on this. Isaiah 53, verses 6 to 9. As we, like sheep, have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. Many turn away from God. Many do not receive Christ. Even now, many will not receive Christ. But yet God took their sins unto the body of the Son of God. Verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before his shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Because he surrendered to the full will of the Father, or he surrendered to the will of the Father totally for you and for me. Just go to the cross, take the sin, go to the cross, and die on the cross for you and more. No argument. Because he knew the, the will of the Father. And by oppression and judgment, he was taken away, and for his generation, he would consider that he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. People did not believe that he was the son of God. If you are the son of God, come down, come, come, come down from the cross. If the son of God, you, heal, you, you save yourself. Where is your crown? Where is your king, kingship? Verse 9, and they made his grave with the wicked. They, 
he, he was crucified together with the sinners. And a rich man in his day, where there was a rich man who came, they, they, they put his, uh, Jesus' body into the, the tomb of a rich man, Joseph. Although he had done no violence, there was no deceit in his mouth. So this is a picture of the son of, of man when he was walking on earth who took the grief, the sorrow, the oppression, the judgment all unto himself, knowing that he came to this dark world. And out of this dark world, God sent the hope, the God of hope, the son of God of hope. Out of darkness in our life, there is always a hope that God will God will be there for you. He will not leave you nor forsake you, Lord, regardless of how sorrowful you are tonight or how what grief you carry in your heart or what oppression they carry on your shoulder. There is a tender plant that will grow to bear fruit for you. And that is our hope in Christ Jesus, more so as we are being reminded of Christmas. John chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. So Moses lifted up, lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of God be lifted up. Again, the serpent was in the wilderness. The serpent here speaks of all the sins that Jesus took unto himself. And just as Moses lifted up, so that, so must the Son of God be lifted up. So, so must the Son of God also go to the cross, take all the sin of man unto himself and be crucified on the cross for us. Verse 15, so whoever believes in Jesus Christ may have eternal life. Whoever believes, not whoever who knows. Whoever believes. For, the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but then in order that the world might be saved through him. God did not send Jesus Christ to condemn us. Don't feel condemned. Tonight, after this, we are going to take communion here. I, I come across a Christian who do not want to take communion because they feel condemned. I thought, communion is for people who are condemned, who are sinners, who remember Christ and say, hey, I, I got a chance to be set free. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake, God made him the Son of God to be seen who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now this is the greatest miracle of mankind, that the sinners became the righteousness of God, doing nothing and became the righteousness of God. Simply because Jesus took your sin away, you became the righteousness of God. That's a miracle that you can't, many cannot understand. I have a patient, I talked to him, oh, probably one or two months before he died. And he was a different religion. And, and we talked and we talked. He said, oh, Victor, I read the New Testament. It's not, it's not, not possible to be so simple. No, it's just too simple. To become the righteousness of God. It's too simple. I make a choice. I go to heaven. But is that simple? 
It's that simple. You know, but he, he couldn't believe it. I hope, I, I hope at the end of the day, he accepted the Lord because my hope was that on that morning before he died, he, he never asked me to pray. He didn't want me to pray for him. But before he died, just before he died, a few hours before he died, the wife called me and I went in. The wife said, he talked a lot about you, you know, he talked to you. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, his wife said, uh, I said, I talked to him and he, it's true, I talked to him and he, I said, who is going to be with you when you die? And he, first of all, he told me, one day he told me uh, his parents who died. Second day he told me I changed. Uh, it's not the parents, it's probably the religious founder who will come. You know, I said, do you recognize him? He said, yeah, very easy. The one with long hair is Jesus. The one without hair is my founder. You know, so he said, <laughs> but the day before he died, the wife said, can you pray for him? So I went to whisper into his ear. I said, your, your man won't come. You know, this is such kind come. Let's pray for his, your salvation. I hope you receive the Lord. That is the last thing. Recently, another patient that we, after I prayed for him, that about eternal life, we received Christ, and after I prayed for him, he said, is that simple? Is it that simple to receive? I said, yeah, that's it, see? I hope he's with the Lord. He went, he went back to be with the Lord. Okay, for his sake, we become the righteousness of God. In other words, your sin has been removed. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Don't condemn yourself. Don't judge yourself. Don't feel guilty. Don't hold that guilty and the guilt anymore. First Peter chapter 2, verses 24, verse 24. He himself bore our sin in his body. He took our sin, he took the sin of the world. Sorry, oh, you're this one, you're sorry. He took the sin of his, the whole world unto himself on his body. And then, on the tree, then he went to the tree. On the tree means that curses is everyone who is hung on the tree. He took the curses of the curse of the law from your life unto his own body or his own life. Your sin, my sin on his body, your curses on his body, the curses of the law include the curses of your diseases. The, the reason he took curses out of your life and my life is because he God wants the blessing of Abraham to come upon us. The blessing of, of, of Abraham is the inheritance of the promised land, flowing with milk and honey. The blessing of fruitfulness, the blessing of prosperity, the blessing of the favor of God. That we don't have to live according to statistics. We don't have to live according to circumstances. We, we, that, that, that Abraham was able to, to have a child at the age of 90. We don't have to live according to biblical or biological knowledge. We live according to the word of God. So there is a blessing that comes upon us because he removed that blessing. So what are these diseases that God mentioned he has already removed from us? Let's continue for one verse. That we might live we might die to sin. Sin has no more control over us. Sin has no control. You can still think of has sinful thoughts, 
You can still practice it if you want to, but it has no control over you. Don't think that it has control over you. And to live to righteousness, live to righteousness, you live the life of Christ that we will explain later on. And by his wounds, you have been healed. Not you are going to you are going to be healed, but you have been healed. And this is the testimony of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. Okay, so what are these diseases? Galatians 3, 13, 13 verses, verses 13 to 14. God redeemed us from the curse of the Lord that I said earlier. So then, by becoming a curse for us. Many live under these curses without knowing it. And for it is written, curses is everyone who is hung on the tree. Verse 14, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham will come upon us, upon the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So we all have the blessing of Abraham. Those who curse us will be cursed. Those who bless us will be blessed. Don't fight over people who curse you. Don't put up your fingers, whatever. Those who bless us will be blessed. Those who curse us will be cursed. I went to Hong Kong. I think all those who have been to Hong Kong will know that this lady, and she's always in the corner of the road. There's a profession. Her profession is to curse people. You go to her, you say $50 or $30. You say, I want this man. Is that man or woman? Okay, man. She has this paper already cut out, a man's figure. You know, like your toilet sign. A man or a woman. And what do you want to curse? Whatever you want to curse, she took up her sender and she'll curse for you and curse for you and curse. It's her profession. She curses people. In Hong Kong, I saw it when we were there. It's a scary thing, but it's a profession. Can you imagine that? If you don't have a job, don't do that. Now, these curses are broken. All the curses on your productions, on your profitability, on your fruitfulness, on your prosperity, on your investment, have been broken. Including diseases, on the curse of the diseases that come under the law. Because if you can't fulfill the law, you can't under sin. Right? If you have sin, it comes, it comes up with, 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 with manifest with diseases and sicknesses. And these are the diseases and sicknesses that have been removed under Deuteronomy 28 verses 15 to 68, I just read, I've summarized some of them. Verse 22, wasting disease with fever and inflammation. Verse 29, boys of, of Egypt and with, uh, with uh, tumors and scabs and each of which cannot be cured, cannot be healed. Verse 28, madness and blindness and confusion of mind. Verse 35, on the knees and on the legs is grievous boils of which you cannot be healed. From the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. Don't get scared because this has been removed. Okay, I know it's scary. We don't have this. Okay? It has been removed. It's on the cross. Okay? Uh, verse 58, extraordinary afflictions. Afflictions, severe and lasting, and sickness, grievous and lasting. Now, if you think that it's all... God say, 
Jesus of Egypt or all the disease of the world. Disease uh, Egypt is a, is, is a representation of the world. So all the diseases of the world, God has removed. No curses of that come under, come to your body, soul, and spirit. And every, it's still not enough, 61. Every sickness also and every affliction that is not recorded in the book of this law, the law will bring upon you until you are destroyed. But that was under the law, but not that remove it because we are under grace. Because Jesus Christ went to the cross, right? He said he took the curses of the law unto himself. Curses of diseases unto himself. Your sin unto himself. Then he went to the cross and died. And he said by his stripes we, we are healed. So what testimony do you have tonight? Hebrews 12, 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand side of, of the throne of God. Now look here. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He took all this pain on his body. He endured it. He endured the pain. He endured the torment. He endured it intimidation, he endured the anxiety, he endured the depression, he endured the schizophrenia, he endured the, the, the curses, and he said it's a joy. What is that joy? He said there's a joy set before him. What is that joy? The joy is that by, the joy is that whatever he has done on the cross for you and me, the blessing come to you and me. That's his joy. By his stripes we are healed. It's, it's a joy of God to heal you. It's not by his stripes you are healed. So we as a believer, we as a believer fight from victory. We don't, we don't fight for victory. Because it's already victory. He removed the sin, he removed the curses, he took the stripes, then by his stripes you are healed. He, 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 he wants you to be healed. It's his joy for you to be healed. So this is our testimony. So every time that we pray, it comes back to, we always refer to this testimony, God, it is your joy to heal me. I'm not healed yet. Faith is defined by uh, as, uh, the, 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 the thing that you hope for, right? The substance, the substance of the thing that you hope for, the evidence is not seen, yes? The substance of the thing that you hope for, you hope to be healed, you hope to get married, you hope to get to university. The thing that you hope for, right? The substance of the thing you hope for, the evidence is not seen yet. We have not seen the evidence. If you pray, you have not seen the evidence of healing. But you have heard of the evidence, yes? Have you heard it tonight? We have heard of the evidence that by his stripes, I'm healed. I heard the evidence. To be a witness in any any court case, you must have heard, you must have seen. But I have not seen. Yes? You have not seen the healing, right? You pray for healing, you have not seen that. Yes? You pray for husband, you have not got husband yet. You pray for car, you have not got your car yet. But you have heard tonight. 
the ways, the things that you will see. The evidence will come from the cross. By his right, you are healed. That is the evidence that you should ask for. Because that will become the evidence of the faith that you have. You have heard it tonight. It will come by his right, you are healed. If you have, you have been barren or you have no, 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 no fruitfulness, it will come. Because you have heard the evidence today. Because the curse of the law has been removed. The curse of the law has been removed. That is what you hear tonight. But you will see because it is written, it is done. Our belief is based on, look, our belief is based on the testimony of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. Our belief is that he has already done it, we have already got the victory, and we ask for the evidence. Because we have heard it. We hear, we believe, we want to see. Yeah? Everything that you pray for, God has not answered. Ask for the evidence. Because I have heard tonight, you gave your son to me. You gave all that you have to me. Jesus, God did not behold his son, but deliver him up for us. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? Don't get discouraged. There are things that you pray for, you still have not received it. There are things I pray for, I have not received it. There are things that I prophesy on me, I have not received it. But I, 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 I'm still holding on to it. I say, God, I have heard, I will see. Okay? You have heard, you will see. Because that evidence comes from the cross. That's why to understand the cross is so important because this is the evidence of our life. Then after the cross, Jesus said, I come that you have life and be more abundantly. Why? Because it does come from the cross. So we carry our body, soul, and spirit, every cell in the body, carries the image and the likeness of the Son of God, carries the fullness of Christ, carries the testimony of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. We all carry the testimony. We all have it. We all heard it tonight. The evidence we say, God, go back to the cross. Because that's what you have done for me. And I will see the evidence. Yes? Understand? Okay, good. My wife is quiet. Sila. Sila moment. Sila means pause and reflect. You know, in, 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 when you read Bible, I, I, I gave a verse here, Psalm, Psalm 3, verse 8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Sila. Sila means you hear the word of God, you pause and you reflect. Tonight, before we take the communion, let's pause a moment. The thing that we've been praying for, we don't get disappointed, we have not received yet. Let's pause now.